Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. Praise God. Well, I'm just going to encourage you for a few moments. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, as we said before. But wherever you are in motherhood, whether babies are small, babies are big, or no more babies, or babies out of the house, or not yet a mom, I just declare in the name of Jesus, you are going to get through it in Jesus' name. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my own mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. She's a wonderful mom, and I thank God for her. And I know that in the midst of just any of these celebrations or holidays or whatever you want to call, I understand that we have just all, just all over the gamut as whether you are a mom, whether you're not, whether you want to be. Some of us have lost. You've lost your mom. I just want to take a moment and say, the Lord knows, and he's for you today. He wants to heal you. He wants to speak a word of life to you wherever you're at. So we declare that in the name of Jesus. We know that motherhood can be very extraordinary. We, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're going along in life, and when you become a parent, you realize that it's the most selfless thing you can do, because this little person just needs you all the time, 24-7, right? And so you realize the unconditional love of God when you have the responsibility of another person, and you understand how selfless it was for the Lord to die on the cross, for him to send his son, and how grateful we have to be. I remember just looking at my children when they were little, and I'd just be like, "Mm, I love them so much. And then there are other days where I'm like, oh, Lord, get me through, Jesus. And that is motherhood. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) I remember, um, and they're so funny. Kids say the funniest things. I remember when uh, my oldest, Tyler, was about, I think he, I don't know, I think he was between three and four, and I was, he did something that was nice, and you always want to, you know, just... uh, encourage them, right? When they do like make a big deal. And he did something. And I said, you know, that's very considerate. I like to use big words with the first kid. You know, you just want to make sure you tell them the definition. By the time the third is just like, you know what? You'll learn to talk. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's terrible. But you know, I threw out considerate. And he was like, what does that mean, mommy? And I was like, well, that means when, you know, you, you are considerate, you, you care for others more than yourself, you know, and inconsiderate is you only think about yourself and not other people. And it's important for us to be considerate. And so he was like, okay. So he went off and I forgot about it. And I thought he forgot about it. And he came back and he was like, you know, mom, I said, yes. He's like, Casey is very inconsiderate. (laughs) I said, really? She goes, yes. He, she only thinks about herself. I said, well, she is six months old. <laughs> Seriously, she was six months old. I said, let's go through that definition again. <laughs> Those babies are so inconsiderate. <laughs> but I know they teach you so many things. 
And I know that many moms can agree that motherhood has taught us many things. Am I right? About yourself as well as other things. I think it's really important to study the word of the Lord when you're a mom. I think it's important to know that God gives you grace for what you're going through right now. I want to speak a word of life to you. And one of the things I want to speak to you, wherever you're at, man or woman, God has grace for you to walk through what you're going through. And you can rejoice in that because when we pray, we can pray from a place of victory. Now I'm excited this morning because I started studying about women in the Bible. I love to study about people in the Bible. I love Bible stories, but I especially loved studying about women in the Bible. And I'm going to talk about, did you know, and you may not know this, that there are 11 women listed as prophetesses in the word of God. Can I get an amen? There are prophets in the Bible, but there are women, and depending on what translation you read, they list them as a prophet or a prophetess, but either way, there were women that spoke the word of the Lord, and I'm going to go through five of them for you, so just tell somebody, don't worry, she's only going through five, not all 11. We're going to get out of here. (laughs) Um, Out of the 11... Two of them were bad, okay, so we're not going to talk about them. There was a woman named Jezebel, and she's mentioned in Revelation, and she called herself a prophetess. She was a self-proclaimed, and God called her out on that. She was not after the word of the Lord. She was a false prophet, and there was another one named Noadiah, who was like Sanballat and Tobiah. You know, we're familiar, many of us, and if you're not, they were the men that were against Nehemiah building the wall in uh, Jerusalem, and she was listed with them as a woman that was against. So there were prominent men and women that were against Nehemiah building the wall. And then there were four daughters of Philip who prophesied. And those were in the book of Acts. I won't be going through them today, but they were also mighty women of God. Isn't that awesome? God needs a mouthpiece to speak. And whether you're a man or a woman, God wants to use you. That's the exciting news. So I'm going to go through five of them, and five of them are my points today. Before I go, I just want to mention, I think it's so important that you know who you are in Christ. And I did write a book, um, a new book. It's called Declarations for Identity. It is available on Amazon. I think my desire, what really leaped in me for this book was for us to know who we are in Christ. Isn't that important? These aren't declarations that you just uh, speak without the word of the Lord. Each declaration is based on a scripture. Because if you're going to declare, you need to declare what the word says. Amen? And so this is available. I just wanted to mention it to you. Um, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially especially that you may prophesy. Father, I just bless the reading of the word today, God. I thank you that every scripture, Father, that it would honor you, that we would honor you, that I would honor you with what I would say today, God. Let our minds be renewed as we study your word together, Lord, as the family of God. Father, I just thank you, Lord, and I submit myself to your care, Lord, and to what you would want me to say in Jesus' name. Amen. 
These are five great women. The word of God says that we are to desire to prophesy. Now, prophesying in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says it's for edification, for exhortation, and for comfort. So it's for, what, it, what is the purpose of prophecy? For edification, for comfort, and for exhortation. How many of us know that in our homes where we leave, we could really use some edification, some exhortation, and some comfort? And the word of God says that's what we're to prophesy. That is what the purpose of prophecy is. And prophecy is foretelling. It's having a word of the Lord for the future and having the word of God. And each one of these women, man, I love these women. They are great. And my first woman this morning, number one, is Miriam the worshiper. Just say Miriam the worshiper. Miriam, the worshiper, she was a woman of God. You know, and in Micah 6, when God is uh, talking about how uh, Moses helped them, he mentioned her right along with Moses. There was Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. She was a great woman of God. She was not perfect. None of these women are. There's only one perfect. His name is Jesus. But in this story, she was a worshiper. So I want to read that. Exodus 15, 20 to 21. Then Miriam the prophetess, Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances, and Miriam answered them, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and its rider, he's thrown into the sea. I love that. Now, they had just crossed over the Red Sea. They had an incredible victory. They were between the Red Sea and the chariots of Pharaoh. There looked like there was no way out, and God said to Moses, lift up your staff, right? And the Red Sea parted, they walked through, and then Pharaoh and the chariots were drowned. And as soon as they walked through, Moses had a song of the Lord. But right after Moses, Miriam picked up her timbrel and she began to dance and worship before the Lord. How important is it when God brings us through things, when we've walked through some things to give God praise, when we're a worshiper, she was a prophetess, she was a worshiper, she knew how to worship the Lord in every circumstance. When we can be a worshiper, then we can get through because worship is the doorway to God's heart. You know, of anybody, God talked about David. He said, he's a man after my own heart. Why? He was a worshiper. If there's anything that I need to do in my home, it's to begin to worship the Lord. When I'm going through something that I don't know what to do, I've got to worship the Lord. When things and situations have come up, I don't know what to do when it comes to my children, when, when they're in school, when, whatever they're doing, whatever they're facing, I worship the Lord. I remember I had to walk around my house some days because I wasn't sure how I was going to make it. I wasn't sure, God, you've got to get me through. The pressures can be overwhelming. You can feel discouraged, but there's one thing you can do, and that is worship. Have you ever been in a situation where you couldn't even pray? You couldn't even get the words out. You're trying to pray, and you don't know what to do. Remember this. You were created to worship God. God created you to worship. You have a desire deep down in your belly. You have a desire that you've got to tap in, and that is regardless of what you're going through, you've got to lift up your hands and say, God, you're great. 
Lord, you're worthy. You are my creator. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I worship you today. When you can't do anything else, you can worship. I'm sure there's, we can go around the room and we can talk about how maybe you've gone through some things. And when situations have gotten the hardest, when you worship, something broke in the spirit. Something broke. See, evil spirits have to break. When Saul was, was going against an evil spirit that was tormenting him day after day, he said, I need some relief. And they said, send somebody that can play the harp. And David walked in. He began to worship. And what did that evil spirit? It's got to go. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. See, as women of God, we have to know who we are in Christ. We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight principalities in high places. But we are not afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I don't have to be afraid because the Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Miriam had a song. She led the biggest worship service. There were 600,000 men, not including women and children. So it's safe to say that there was over a million people. And she began to break out the dance and worship before the Lord. The greatest worship service was on the other side of the Red Sea. But don't lose out on before you cross. You better start giving God praise because your breakthrough is in worship. We break through in the spirit before we break through in the natural. David. David was a worshiper. Deborah was a worshiper. That's my next one on the list. Number two. You know, in, in, in situations in my life, um, at the loss of a baby, at times where we, we faced infertility for several years before we had a child, at when I didn't know what to do and when everything felt hopeless, I knew I could worship putting on some worship. And that absolutely got me through. See, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when you begin to, to worship, joy just begins. It's a transference. It's a miraculous thing. It's a supernatural thing. We have all felt it even in the room this morning. God wants to bring joy into your life, no matter what you're going through. Number two, Deborah. Deborah, so we've got Miriam, the worshiper. I want to encourage you, ladies. Miriam, the worshiper. Number two, Deborah, the warrior judge. All right, now, Deborah. And it says in Judges 4, Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah. They even named a palm after her. <laughs> between Ramah and Bethel um, in the hill country of Ephraim and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. So here was a woman and her, her name literally means honeybee. She was busy. She was a judge in Israel, but I just want to tell you really quickly what was going on in Israel. There was a king that was terrorizing Israel. He had a commander named Sisera and Sisera had 900 chariots of iron. 900 iron chariots, and the Bible said he would ruthlessly oppress the Israelites day after day, ruthlessly. See, we have a ruthless enemy who are after you, after our children with his lies, but the word of God needs to be in our mouth like it was in Deborah's. And Deborah would sit there under the palm. Here her nation was facing so much turmoil, and she would just sit under the palm. 
And she would judge. They would bring things to her. She was the judge over all of Israel. And she would speak the word of the Lord. And then I love this. It says, one day she brought the commander of the Israelite army. One day, one day. See, when you sit and you're at the place where God wants you, one day when you need it most, the word of the Lord is going to drop in your spirit. And that's going to be exactly what you need at the right time. Day after day, she sat there. Mother, you have a position that God has given you. You need to rest in it. Sit where you're supposed to sit. Don't try to sit somewhere else. Be where God has planted you. God has planted you in your home for a purpose. And then courage. Have courage because when she would sit there day after day and she would know where she needed to be, all of a sudden the power of God overtook her and she stood up and she said, summon Barak. And Barak said, what do I got to do? She said, here's the word of the Lord. Now is the time to fight the good fight. Now is the time to go against Sisera. And he said, I'll only go if you go. She's like, all right, come on. We're going to battle. We love to talk about that story. And I've heard some women say, see, it took a woman. The guy had to have, you know. <laughs> but you know what it really is? Not a woman or a man. It's the person who had the word of the Lord. Every single one of us can have the word of the Lord. God needs you. He needs me. He needs us in this generation to speak the word of the Lord. And God is no respecter of persons, young or old. You could be five years old and God give you a word of the Lord. He uses all of us. Bible says there is neither male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. It's easy to fight in the natural when a defiant spirit raises its ugly, ugly head in your home. Isn't that the truth? You know, even when the kids were little, you can say, go do that. They're like, mm, no. And you're like, mm. but I'm telling you, when you decide to fight in the spiritual, God will give you a word, even in that practical situation. All right, we're going to pray right now in the name of Jesus. I, I rebuke every defiant spirit in the name of Jesus, and I declare your peace. And you might laugh, but I'm telling you, even a five-year-old can feel the spirit of God. Nobody is too young to feel the spirit of God. You have authority in your own home. Woo! Easy to fight in the natural. You think you'd be fighting people in your home? You're supposed to fight spiritually. You're supposed to fight in the spirit. Your words do no good if they're not anointed. And they are not anointed unless you have a word from God. And you don't have a word of God unless you pray. And you spend time and pray. Number three, Huldah. Huldah, the one who speaks the word of the Lord. I love this lady. 2 Kings 22. So we've got Miriam, the worshiper. We've got Deborah, the warrior judge, and now we've got Huldah, the one who speaks the word of the Lord. 2 Kings 22, 14. I'm reading in the New King James. So Hilkiah, the priest. Now I'm going to butcher some of these names, so just stick with me. Achim, Akbor, Shaphan, Aseah went to Huldah, the prophetess, the wife of Shulam, the son of Tikva, the son of Harhas keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter and they spoke with her. 
Now you gotta understand what was going on. Here she was, again, Huldah, the prophetess. She happened to be the wife of somebody who kept the wardrobe in the temple. So they knew about her, they knew who she was, and she had a position, she had a title. And what was going on was there was a king named Josiah. He became a king when he was eight years old, just a little guy. And he was wanting to do things right. And 18 years go by and somebody found, which like, why was it missing in the first place? But somebody found the word of God in the temple. (laughs) Can you imagine? The priest was like, hey, look, I found a scroll. I think we better look at it. They started reading it. And when they read it, Josiah was so overcome with emotion, so tormented because he he was convicted in his heart. Nobody had read this scroll before. They began to read the word of the Lord. And it said Josiah just tore his clothes in despair because he was so grieved. Listen, we've got to be grieved in our spirit when the word of God is not held to the standard that we need to hold it. The word of God is the word of God. We don't change it. The word of God is powerful. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And if you need to stand for anything, I want to stand for the word of the Lord. I want to stand for the word of God. The word of God never changes. And she came and he, he said to Hilkiah, his priest, he said, Hilkiah, I am so grieved about these words. We are not obeying these. Now I want you to go to the temple and figure out what all this means and get a word from God. Because many times the priests in the Old Testament, they would hear or the prophet would hear for the king. And the king said, go to the temple. Hilkiah didn't go to the temple. He went to Huldah, or maybe she was in the temple. But he didn't go inquire of the Lord. He inquired of somebody that he knew was ready with the word of the Lord. Now, here's the thing about being ready. Many times when we're not prayed up and a situation comes our way, we're scrambling. But when we are prayed up and we are ready and we've been praying every day and we're counting the cost and we're saying, God, I'm worshiping you today. I'm seeking after you today. When situations come, God drops a word in your spirit. And this was Huldah, the prophetess of the Lord. She gave the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord wasn't even that good. It was like, look, because you haven't been obeying this word, you're going to reap what you sow. You've been sowing evil you're going to reap evil because the word of God says you do reap what you sow, right? But here's the cool thing. This is how redemptive God is. He just shows his redemption all through the word of God. She says, but Josiah, God has seen you. He saw your repentant heart. He saw that you tore your clothes. He saw that you were repentant. And she said, you just canceled that word for your generation. You're you're not going to see it in your generation. Do you know that we have the power to break off generational curses? Do you understand that? You've got the power. I don't care if your grandfather did it, your father did it. It is not. It can be cut off with you because you follow Jesus. You don't have to do the things that they did. And Josiah was different. He didn't follow the evil ways of his dad. And because he was repentant, Huldah had the word of God. 
You know, many times we can get discouraged because we think, you know, am I the only one standing in this home for God? Am I the only one that has to speak the word of the Lord? Yes, yes, you are the one to speak the word of the Lord. Many times we, we are the one that God wants to use. If there's nobody else at your job, it's you. Congratulations. <laughs> you have been put there for such a time as this. Esther was against so much. There are people that wanted to kill her and a whole entire race of people. She was the only one standing between the king and her people, and she did it. She went to prayer. She went to fasting, and God gave her the courage. It's amazing to me how much Huldah must have had a reputation to hear from God. You know, when you follow after God, your reputation precedes you. Maybe your children don't want to hear about it today. Maybe they're off doing I don't know what, but they know where to go when they need a word from the Lord. Am I right? They know where to go. You stand strong, mom. You've been standing. You've been praying. If anything, I just want to prophesy to you. Just keep declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep declaring it every single day. People will come to you for a word when they're ready, but I've got to be ready. I've got to be prayed up. I've got to be prayed up. Number four, we're moving along, right? Okay, we're moving along. Wife of Isaiah, and she's the intercessor. That's what I believe. Now, we don't know her name. She's only mentioned once. She was the wife of Isaiah. But Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, says, Then I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said to me, call his name Mahir Shalal Hashbez, for before the child shall have knowledge to cry, my father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be taken away before the king of Assyria. So what we know, and I know we're talking about a natural birth here, but this was much more than a natural birth. This was a spiritual prophetic word that God was bringing out through Isaiah's wife. And the baby's name actually means swiftly. And swiftly, God was saying, before they even can say, mommy and daddy, I'm going to bring forth the word of the Lord. And she, in many ways, birthed something supernatural. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. Prophetically speaking, this is a time where we must be willing to intercede like we have never interceded before because it is time to birth something in this nation, in your home, and we're the ones that God wants to use. A spirit of intercession needs to come upon us like never before. Yes, we're facing an evil generation. Yes, we've never gone through some things that we've gone through before, but this is when God says, I sought for a man or woman among them who would stand in the gap before the land. And like Isaiah, he says, here am I, God, send me, Lord. I want to be the one that you use. God has a spirit of intercession that he wants to give us today. The spirit of the Lord. E.M. Bounds, who was a great prayer theologian, wrote this. If there's one single missing ingredient in the prayer life of the modern church that keeps us from seeing God work as we long to see, it is no doubt the lack of intercession. 
Prayer must be broad in its scope. It must plead for others. Intercession for others is the hallmark of all true prayer. Prayer is the soul of a man stirred to plead with God for men. One of our greatest callings as moms is to be an intercessor. There are things that can only be birthed through prayer. They must be conceived on our knees in prayer. There must be times of prayer that I'm crying out to God and I'm saying, Lord, only you know. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cry out for those that are in my home, those that are in my job. Listen, if I'm worried about something, I've got to go on my knees and pray because every time I pray, prayer changes the atmosphere. Intercessory prayer is such a powerful tool that the enemy will work doubly hard to get us discouraged, distracted, and focused on the wrong things just so we won't take the time to intercede. He works doubly hard because there's so much power in prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer is the hallmark of where God moves in a place and where he moves in this city, where he moves in this nation. It's going to be the prayers of the saints. And we've got to answer the call. If there's ever a time to mobilize and prayer for the next generation, the time is now. Daniel, he was one of the greatest men in the Bible. He saw the most visions that I know of, of anyone in the word of God. God told him things that were to come, even now that we're seeing come to place and come, come to pass. But he was a man of prayer. He prayed morning, noon, and night. And when they tried to stop him from praying, when they threatened him, he just opened up his windows and continued to pray. And because he prayed, God opened up the windows of heaven and began to pour out visions. Listen, we need a vision for our home. We need a vision for where we are. God's got to give us a fresh vision. Maybe you're discouraged today. Ask the Lord. He wants to impart into you a fresh vision. See what God says about that child. See what God says about that person in your home, your husband, your wife, your spouse. See what, what does God say? It's easy to say what I see or what I say, but my words aren't going to cut anything out. My words are not going to unbound anything. My words are not going to break any chain. There are no chains breaking when I'm just talking somebody's ear off and saying whatever my opinion is. It's the word of the Lord that's going to break chains. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to break chains. Some of us, myself included, have got to go back to the prayer closet and begin praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray till you feel a breakthrough. And when you come out, say, God, I'm just only speaking your word, God. Father, give me a fresh vision. Give me a vision so I can run with it. I got to write it down. I got to run with it. See, as moms, we're so used to unpredictable situations, aren't we? We're used to earaches at 3 a.m. We're, we're used to uh, someone falling off the bike, things that you didn't uh, sign up for, things that you're not expecting. But we handle so many things in the natural. God got on me about this. He says, you're handling so many things in the natural, but what about the spiritual? And so many times when things come up and when things would come up, I would be handling them in the natural except instead of going to the Lord in prayer. Instead of going, God, what do I do in this situation? God, junior high. Lord, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> Those are 
some rough years, people. God has a word. God has a word in every, there are no exceptions. Do you, you realize this? There, is, there are no exceptions that God can't give a word into. You realize that? There is nothing he can't handle and there is nothing he can't speak into. I'm the only one that limits that. God is a limitless God. He can give you the most practical answer. I think it's funny sometimes. He would just give me sometimes, and he still does, some practical answers, but you know you would never think of it. You're like, I am not that smart. I know that was from God. <laughs> I could not figure that out. But it only comes on our knees. It only comes from me going, God, I don't know. You know, babies don't come with manuals, Lord. And children don't come with manuals. This, my only manual is the word of God. That is it. And everything I need, I got to go to the word in. I've got to get wisdom and I've got to get understanding. The word of God says, seek out wisdom, seek out understanding. But there is something that needs to be birthed, and God wants to use you to birth that. Number five, so we had Miriam the worshiper, great woman of God, prophetess. She worshiped the Lord in a, a crazy situation. She knew how to take up the timbrel and just begin to dance before the Lord. We need to, we need to dance before the Lord. We need to give the Lord all of our radical praise. He is moved. The, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits. That's where he dwells. Number two, Deborah, the warrior judge. Num number three, Huldah, the one who, who wasn't afraid to stand for the word of the Lord. We can't be afraid to stand on what the word of God says. Number four was uh, Isaiah's wife, the prophetess. We've got to birth something in the spirit. And lastly, number five, Anna, or Anna, the perseverer. Now, perseverance and endurance is just not an exciting topic to preach about. <laughs> it's not super exciting. People know that you have to endure, but they don't necessarily want to hear about it because sometimes it can be very painful. But the word of God says here in Luke 2, 36 through 38, now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. Great age, ladies, means she was just a little older but it's great, <laughs> had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. Here was Anna, and she worship the Lord day and night and night and day with fastings and with prayer and with worship. And she was going before the Lord. She was a widow for at least uh, 60 years. She was a widow and older in her years. And she did not depart from the temple. And she saw something. She saw the Messiah. One day as she was fasting and she was praying and she didn't go to the temple once a week. She went to the temple every single day. And Simeon, who was also a man of God and the word of God says very devout, he had a word from God. Woo, now this was a great word. Simeon had a word as he was praying before the Lord every day. And his word was, Simeon, 
you will not die before you see the Messiah. You are going to see the Messiah. And because he was a man of prayer, he recognized the Messiah, even as a little bitty baby, not even a month old. I'm telling you, you can recognize things in the spirit and the spirit of God can bring so much joy into your life. I don't care what situation you're going through. When you're going before the Lord, you are going to recognize when God is doing something because God wants to do something awesome. And many times in the natural, we don't recognize it. We don't see it. Simeon saw it. As soon as he saw Mary and Joseph, he began to prophesy. That's the Messiah. I see him. I felt it in my spirit. Anna, or Anna, just happened to be going by. She was just walking by. She was just doing her thing, fasting before the Lord, and she overheard Simeon. And it says she became so joyful, she couldn't stop talking about the child to everybody. Said, that's the Messiah. That's the Messiah. But she was a woman who persevered. It's interesting because her name means grace. I love that. Grace. She had grace to go before the Lord every day. She had grace to pray. Do you realize that there is grace upon you to pray? Because you're a child of God, there is grace on you to pray and receive all that God has for you. There's grace. You were born in this time for this specific time for this instance, for this home that you're in. You were born and God has a purpose for your life. You can't say, well, I can't believe I was born during COVID, why? You were born because God is entrusting you to have a word of the Lord regarding every single thing. Believing and standing on a word from the Lord takes great endurance. Motherhood is all about perseverance, am I right? It is a marathon. It is not a 400-yard dash. It is a marathon. You are a mom forever. Congratulations. It's never going to leave you. But God can cause you to rise up and be like these women in the Bible. And each one of us, whether you're a man or woman this morning, you can take a hold of this word and declare, you know what? God wants to speak a word, and the person he wants to use is little old me. He wants to use you for the word of the Lord. Whether you're a Miriam, whether you identified with any one of these women, God wants you. You know, it says in Luke 16, verse 1, it says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. So he was telling this story, saying, here's a story to show you that you should always pray and never give up. And then he began to tell a story of the unjust judge. The Bible says he didn't fear God and he didn't love people. He didn't even care about people. I don't know why he was what he was doing, but he didn't care about anybody. But this woman kept going before him day after day. I don't know about you, but the third or the fourth or maybe the first week, I'd be like, okay, he's not going to change. Oh, oh no. Oh no. She kept going before him day after day. Who tells you that your child cannot change? Who has said that that situation cannot change? Nobody but the enemy. When God is on your side and you speak the word of the Lord and Jesus used this as an example. And she went day after day. And finally, it was funny, the judge told on himself, he says, well, I'm a judge 
and I don't fear God and I don't care about people because she, but she's driving me crazy and I'm just going to give her justice because of that. There's something about endurance that Jesus was trying to tell us and to teach us and to say, keep doing what you're doing. Did God call you to intercede about that particular situation? Don't give up. Don't walk away. Don't stand and just say, well, I've, I've stood. So now I'm just going to go now because I've done all the standing I can do. The Bible says when you've done everything else, keep standing, keep standing because it's about to change. And there's a reason why God put this on my heart. And I know it's a reason for us today, myself included, that there is a prophetic sound being released over our hearts, being released in this place, being released that we're going to have the word of the Lord. I want you to receive it. Receive it right now, wherever you're at. Say, God, I need a word from the Lord, a fresh word, God, a fresh word, Lord. We thank you right now, God. We praise you right now, Jesus. Lord, a fresh word from your presence, God, is all that we need, Lord. We thank you, Father. Come on, somebody in this place has felt discouraged and God wants just to release a fresh word for you. That thing is about to change. That thing is about to change. We just declare every phone call, every person that tries to reach out to you that you've been praying for, there is something happening in the heavenlies where it is going to change. Come on, let's stand. Let's just begin to just give God some praise and just declare, God, Lord, it's, it's not by might. It's nor by power. I've done everything I can do, Lord. But now a change is about to come. There's victory. There's power. There's joy. There's breakthrough. There's a heavenly breakthrough. Each one of these women got a heavenly breakthrough. You're about to get a heavenly breakthrough. The enemy has tried to bring discouragement and lies but you have stood and God says, because you're standing, I'm about to show you a miraculous sign and I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon you in a fresh way. I'm gonna pour out my spirit so you will know that it is not by whatever, anything that you could have done, but only by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. That person's gonna turn around going to turn around in the name of Jesus. There's going to be a turnaround. Nobody is too far. Nobody is too far from God. We declare a turnaround in the name of Jesus. That situation is going to change. There's joy. There's victory. There's breakthrough. Hallelujah. Right before we leave, if you're specifically, I want to pray that if you're a mom this morning and you're like, you know what, I've been going through some discouragement, I've been standing and I need some prayer this morning. Could you just lift up your hand? I just want to pray for you right now. All right. see you. I'm praying for you. Keep your hand up. Now I want to extend that to everybody. I just want to do the moms first. I wanted to see it so I can pray in the name of Jesus. If you need encouragement, you said, I've been going through stuff. 
I'm standing here and I, I need a fresh word. I need something from the Lord. Go ahead and lift up your hand. Come on. Wherever you're at, just lift up your hand. The Lord sees you. Father, we just declare a breakthrough. We declare that joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy is coming into your spirit right now. You're going to catch a fresh vision. Get ready. Get ready. A fresh vision is coming. You're going to see it the way you've never seen it before. God is breathing fresh life on you. The spirit of the Lord is breathing upon you right now. Hallelujah. There's a fresh word. There's a fresh song in the midnight hour God is doing it Lord we thank you God give that fresh word Lord we walk with encouragement we walk with victory we walk with your power in the name of Jesus now if you don't know the Lord right before we go and you say you've either been away from him or you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or maybe you're not serving him. You're like, I need a relationship with God. I want to walk in victory. I need that relationship with the Lord. Could you lift up your hand? I want to pray for you as well. I'm going to declare that today is a new day, and you are going to come into a new relationship with God Almighty. Or maybe you've been away from the Lord. All right. If you'd like, come on up. I want to pray for you. You need to accept Jesus. You need the Lord into your heart. Or maybe you've been away and you need to come back to the Lord. Today is your day. Today is your breakthrough. Today is a time for you to see God in a fresh way. We want to pray for you this morning. Receive a breakthrough today. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to give a moment. If that's you. Praise you, Jesus. Anybody else? Today's your day. Jesus loves you so much, so much. He's got a plan and a purpose, and I want you just to repeat after me if we all could. And we're declaring that today is the day that God is going to pour his spirit out upon you. So just say, Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God, that you died on the cross for me. I receive you into my life to be my Lord, to be my savior. I want to walk with you every day. I want to be a follower of you. I thank you, Lord. You have a great plan for my life. Today is a new day, a new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when we repent, we ask for forgiveness. We say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. The word of God says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And now we have the righteousness of God over our lives. Isn't that, that's the greatest miracle. We all walk in that. So bless you. We're just going to take a moment and share with you a couple of things. Isn't God good? Remember, joy, 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 joy. There's joy for you today. Have a blessed day. 
Have a wonderful day. The Lord is with you. He wants to give you a word. Be blessed. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.